Welcome back, everybody. Nate here. We are back for another episode of the Cue It Up podcast that was done on live Facebook. It was done uh, for full disclosure, I guess, two days ago, uh, but we had just released one on Monday, so I wanted to give a couple days before we released another one into the feeds. And I am just here to give all of the announcements out of the way in the beginning. So, we have new patches, and they are going to be $5 a piece, or you get them free for any apparel purchase that you make. We are trying to get rid of all the, uh, I guess, we have about 40 t-shirts or 50 t-shirts left that we're trying to get rid of so that we can order more, and we are trying to just thin out some of the stuff that we have. So, t-shirts are going to be $25, and they are going to be from sizes extra small all the way up to 3XL, I believe I have right now. No, I think I have some 4XL. So all the way up from uh, extra small all the way up to 4XL. And there are a variety of colors. So if you would like one of those, just reach out to me and I'll tell you in each size what color options that you have. And they are going to be shipped to you with a free patch for 25 bucks. We also have uh, hoodies that we are trying to get rid of. We have a stupid amount of smalls and we have a stupid amount of 2XLs. So we also have, uh, I think, 3XL and a 4XL left, and uh, maybe we have a couple of, no, we don't have any mediums. I think that's it. Maybe we have an XL or something like that, but uh, mostly smalls and 2XLs. So if you're one of those sizes, please reach out for uh, to me or the podcast page or uh, queue it up podcast at gmail.com and please order one if you do not already have one. We are trying to get rid of them, and we have way too many of them. So uh, those are going to be $35 shipped plus a free patch, of course, uh, for any apparel purchase. And then, yep, I guess that's pretty much it. So, uh, those are all the announcements that I have to get out of the way in the beginning. And with that being out of the way, we will jump right into this week's podcast. I'm a real deal. I'll shoot your liver out and hand it to you. that Tyler Spire we're all at a loss for words yeah well uh I guess we can do the uh, very very too soon reaction uh you guys want me to start or do you guys want to start with your reaction knock yourself out go ahead buddy lead the way awesome you're the producer here's my reaction all right all right Rob what's your reaction well I love it I, I think you know he's a he's a hometown He's a hometown pool player, uh, you know, and yeah, and and so it 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 says something about Wisconsin. Here we are. We're still here. We're part of the United States up here. <laughs> Sometimes you wouldn't know it, but but we are. And and there there's a mentality. I, I will tell you this. I've, I've been to Vegas many fifteen or twenty times, you know, in tournaments, and these are amateur tournaments for the most part. But there's pros there. And my feeling, other than the Canadian pool players who are, who are you know, held in high esteem in these tournaments always, because they're always very competitive, the players from the upper Midwest are also. Uh, I, I hear people say out there, uh-oh, watch out for this guy. He's from Minnesota. Uh-oh, watch out for this guy. He's from Wisconsin. And so there's a, there's a kind of a... Uh, a national thing about the, the upper Midwest. And, and it's like Texas. You know, you go there, you're playing a guy from Texas, you know you're going to be in for a good game. 
So, uh, and, and he's been there before. He's he's done the deed before, and really uh, showed that he should be there uh, at the time. Uh, and, and so, you know, Chris was the next year and stuff. So, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah, I, I like the the pick because there wasn't a lot to pick from. You you really have a narrow window. <laughs> With the choices, there isn't a lot out there. And you look at the Fargo numbers, the top 100. What is there, six people from USA in the top 100? Uh, so no, just by the ratings alone, huh? There's more than that, but not many. Not many more. I mean, not 10. No, no not. Uh, I would guess somewhere between uh, right around eight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, your, your choices are limited unless you want to go into the 600 range. And you're not going to well, do that. Oh, and, uh, we were pretty close to getting to there. We were getting to the point where we're like, we're, we're, we might even be, uh, we still might be picking a player that's borderline professional. Well, I, I hope that, I hope that doesn't happen, but, uh, we're going to get our butts ripped anyways. At, at this <laughs> There's just no, to me, there's a question about, it. I don't care who's, who else is going to play. Uh, um, it's just. It's, there are it's, 12 U.S. players in the top 100. But I, I'm interested time. in this for in one regard, that because we are going to be the underdogs, there's no question. And guess what happens a lot of times when you're the underdog? And I don't care what kind of sports there you're is. in. play with nothing to lose. You do. You play with a little more abandon, and you play with a little more dedication because you are, are picked to get killed. And I know this from personal experience. I know this from watching people who are underdogs and playing way above their abilities. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm All right, looking Penoza, for. what do you think? The Tyler pick, what do you think? I think that, well, commenting on Rob's comment, I think underdogs lose more times than they win, and that's what makes them underdogs. They do. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, listen, as far as Tyler goes, uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was surprised. I'd heard a lot of names floated around. I'd never uh, heard Tyler. And, you know, Tyler, he played great the first year in 18 when he was picked uh, out of the blue. Uh, did not play well in 19. Wasn't Everybody on the team that, in 20. Like, I mean, he didn't play well finished, in 19. He finished one game under 500 there. He did go two and three. Like, that was still better than – I mean, that's <laughs> – he did I mean, not. Play, he got carried in his. He got carried in his doubles match, and he won the team match. So, so oh, I, you yeah. know, I, I'm he, listen. I'm not down on a guy like Tyler, and he works hard, and he's got a great yeah. demeanor, and he, he's he's a he's a good type of player to me for Moscone Cup. Um, and uh, so, you know, and, and again, I, I always point out when you look at the Moscone Cup, you don't need a lot out of your bottom two guys. You need a point or two, because. Tyler, I mean, uh, Skyler and and Shane are going to have to carry the load, and they're going to have to win 75 80% of their matches. Uh, and then if you get a steal a point or two from a couple of these other guys, you're ahead of the game. So, um, you know, you look at someone like Chris Robinson last year. He was a nine ball away from beating Albin, which would have given him three points on Team USA last year, you know, and we got three. So, um you know, anything can happen. I mean, are we going to get our butts kicked? If, if you had to bet, you would probably say yes. But it's races to five with five guys who can all run out. 
So <laughs> that's, you know, that's where you always hang your hopes. Um, I, I don't, I didn't see Tyler playing all that great this year in the open tournaments. So again, a little surprise there. Oh, Margaret was around. Um, ah. <laughs> ah. You know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's you know what Bob is saying is, is is true that you know there's not a lot to pick from, and to me I don't know if it's it's not as much as there's not a lot to pick from, but there's a after you get to through one and two, there's twenty guys who could do just as well or just as poorly in the number three, four, or five spot. Yeah, um, you know, so that's how you get Earl in there. I mean, yeah. you know, the the, the rationalization is, um, you know. How much different is Earl than Tyler? How much different is Earl than Chris Robinson? How much different is Earl than Oscar? So, you know, it's, again, it's up to the coaches, gut feeling, what they think they're going to, you know, the type of guys they think can can go into um, uh, Alley Pally in London and and hold up. And I think he knows that Tyler can because Tyler did it. Tyler held up in 18 we know that Tyler isn't going to be afraid of in moment. London. So I think that may have had something to do with it. If you're looking at picking a Tyler over someone like Chris, so uh, you know having another couple thousand fans in front of her changes Jeremy's outlook, I would think. Uh, so now we just wait for number five. Yep. Uh, what before is we go into uh, you... Fargo number. Sorry. What's what's Fargo number? Chip maybe seven seventy ish. Okay, so he's on the topper end, upper end of the seven hundreds. Uh, he's not. He's at least not as high as seven sixty nine because that's where the top one hundred. I watched off. a bit of that match with him and Scott, and I tell you, I was thoroughly impressed with his game. I thought I never seen anybody bank like that before. Yeah. That before last- we go into Mike's last uh, person or last, uh, I guess, reaction to the Tyler pick, uh, please share the stream if you would. We got 50 people watching. Please give it a share if you would. We are just getting started here. We're hoping to get Tyler on to actually talk a little bit of this uh, so that we can get his reaction as well, uh, working on that as we speak. But, uh, Mike, what's your reaction? As the only person here who probably has about four digits minimum bet on Europe already. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I like it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't. I don't know, man. It shows that that hard work pays off. That's my first reaction because despite despite Tyler's record this year, and to me, when I saw him go and play events and I saw him go and lose in events, the most surprising thing to me were the names that he lost to. It was a lot of no names, a lot of guys that, and I watch a lot of pool that I haven't heard of. That was the part to me that was more of, of scratching my head a lot of times. I know he had a final um, whenever he went and played in that. I think it was in, in Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a 10-ball event where he eventually lost to uh, Clenty. No, it was the um, Austrian Open. The Austrian Open. Austrian, okay, yeah. Yep. And there, there's, no, uh, there's no shame there. Um, while I think – I know whenever we spoke to Laley, he was saying, you know, his his picks were more of one being a spark plug, so to speak. And number two, it's for experience. And you can't argue that Tyler Steyer doesn't have experience in the Moscone Cup because he does. Um, going back to what Rob was saying, I don't know if as, as dangerous as a team can be when they're playing loose. I don't know that I've ever seen Tyler Steyer play loose because he's very focused on his fundamentals. He's very focused on being proper and maybe maybe to a detriment at times. You know, 
he wants to just approach it every way the exact same way and then you can have a little a little hitch in your giddy up and, and cause you to go and just miss that ball real bad um it's interesting i think it shows that shane has a lot more control over this team than maybe we all thought because if it's jeremy picking i don't think tyler's got a shot in hell at at making on on this team i don't think Tyler um, does either yeah, no, exactly. Exactly, for sure. But if you want your guys to go in there, and I mean, they're going to be underdogs. There's no doubt about it. If you think they're they're on the same level, your your head's under a rock. But um, I like the experience factor of it, and all these guys can go and get out. He's been there before. He's been there with fans before. So, you know, I think I think it's a pretty good move, you know. But I'm still going – I still hope Oscar's number five. <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, yeah, we're, we're going to get to that. <clears throat> we are definitely going to get to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't echo everything that you said. I think uh, Tyler's really struggled this year. I think uh, I think that this is a pick that he didn't have to deserve because he, uh, I mean, he took second in the Austrian Open and it was that was a great finish. Uh, other than that, I mean, he hasn't been near the top of really any big events this year, but he's at least been there and he's at least done that and. I mean, uh, you we we kind of Mike Pinoza kind of touched on this. Like, if not him, then who, right? And we at least know that in the moment he doesn't fray away from the moment being too big. And I I think that given what we have, this is a great pick. <laughs> I think. It's, yeah. And you know, there's a little bit of bias in there, of course, because I you know I like Tyler. I've I've grown up with him. Uh, we're from the same state and. I'm a little biased there, but I think that he's he's got the heart to handle Alley Pally with 25 more than ruckus, uh, 2,500 ruckus fans in there. I know that he can handle it, and we've seen I won't name names, but we've seen in the last few years, uh, London and even Vegas, with the, when you get that hostile crowd, there are players in the U.S. that just cannot handle it and fold like a cheap tackle. Yeah, we have not seen Tyler do that. I think he'll uh, be good at that. Yeah, you know, I'm going to so, take a quote from one of the commentators in the World Series game last night and apply it to this pick and apply it to Tyler. And that quote was by one of the commentators, they said, you know that if a professional baseball player uh, strikes out or gets out seven out of ten times at bat, that's pretty good because he's batting about 300. <laughs> and, and that's how I view this. Exactly one any tournaments this year, but how many people do? One. There could be a hundred people in a tournament or fifty, but only one wins. And the competition he's playing against, you know, flip a coin. I mean, between the great players that are playing nowadays, it's a coin flip who's gonna actually win that tournament. So coming in at the top ten. I think it's Rob. Is the coin flipper? Is it a is it a lag? Is it a lag to see who wins? Yeah. What well, I did read a comment last week about that that the U.S. has to practice their lagging, uh, and I can't disagree with that. I mean, you can practice your lagging all you want once you get onto that TV table. Yeah. I mean, it, that he's plays been, different than any I, table. He's been everywhere though. Like you got to give Tyler credit. He's yeah. been all over the place all all year long. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, just in that regard, all the money he spent and everything else. I mean, I'm I'm happy for him in that aspect, and because oh, um, yeah. there's not there's not many. I I don't think anyone traveled as much as Tyler did 
to all these events. Um, well, maybe Shane, but aside from Shane, I don't know, probably more because because Tyler played all the Predator events. So, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, that's that's. Uh, let's talk about who the fifth pick is going to be now because uh, Perhagen is out there in the comments saying that uh, J- he's making the pitch that uh, Justin Bergman is going to be number five, and that would be... <laughs> We've, we've all saw we all saw the post at one point saying that uh, it will not be Justin Bergman because he has not traveled, and I think that they meant that. I don't know, but uh, Per's acting pretty um, poignant that it might be a thing. So uh, let's talk about the fifth pick. Who would we like to see as the fifth spot? We can start with Penozo. Um, you know. I think I would probably, given the makeup of the other four, I would probably go with Oscar. I don't know how he blends in with the other guys. I don't know what his, you know, standing is with Earl or, you know, I think he and Tyler get along. Um, you know, Oscar's just a solid, solid player. I've, I've always been, you know, there's, there's, I love Oscar as a person. He's one of the best people in the business, and he's obviously a great, great big heart money player. The one thing that I always wish Oscar had more of when it came to events like the Moscone Cup was uh, to play mean, you know, to to really be, you know, to hate the idea of losing. Uh, things, and and I, he just always seemed too accepting to me. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons everybody loves him is because he's not a hothead and he's, you know, he 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 takes he's a, it, very accountable for his performance. Uh, but I like, you know, in, in this atmosphere, you got to come with some moxie, you know, you got to have some, some real, you know, fight in you and, and show it. And I just, I wish Oscar had more of that. Um, but that said, I think that he's the best, he's the best pick for number five. Molina. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been shy as far as what, what I thought, um, who should who should round out this team when it comes to Oscar? And you know, for full disclosure, he's one of my really good friends. But I try to just, and I've said this many times online, is that even if I take that friendship out of it, and if I just look at the way the guys perform this year, show me an American player outside of the obvious who have played better than Oscar Dominguez has against top competition. The guy who came in and. In, in second in the world championships, Oscar takes him 98 to 100 in a, in a money match, granted, right? But it shows his ability to go and handle pressure against top competition. It showed him, it showed his ability to go and come back and never be out of a fight in the world championships in, in matches that he was a dog in every single one of them. Um, well, except for that Sullivan round, but, but those first two or three, he was a dog against Albin. He was a dog against, against, uh, Wukun Lin. And he dominated every single one of them. When I look at how he played against Josh Filler, I've watched that match now two times. The guy played smooth, man. He played without fear. It, it Filler didn't get to him, you know. And that was a really big match, and it kind of pissed me off because I think he could have really taken the bull by the horns, and to go and lose the way he did was really frustrating. Um, but I don't think any of those guys outside of Sky or Shane and, and even with Oscar's limited schedule, I don't think anyone's had bigger wins under their belt than Oscar Dominguez has. And that's my whole thing when, when it comes to 
the way I've been pushing for him to go and and round it out. You know, he's got experience. He's been there before. I don't think Earl is going to go and get the better of him. Where I think Earl can go and and drown uh, a rookie. You know, yeah, let's no say if they brought in, yeah, you know, just because of his personality, um, he ain't going to do that to Oscar. And I, Oscar can go and hang with any of those Europeans. You know, I but. I like what with what you said, Mike. You know about playing with Moxie and having that kind of like you want him to hate that guy, and you're right, he ain't that guy. You know, but he's he's got a desire, he's got a hunger, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, he really does. And I know there were times because I've spoken to him a lot um, where he was kind of like, man, there there's not a chance in hell I I go and make the team. You know, and then as he started getting a win here and a win here, maybe it was with him or with me in his ear a little bit. You know, but I, I legitimately go and think that he's got what it takes. You know, I do. And and I say that like it's no disrespect to anyone else. It's no disrespect to Devin or Jeremy or Chris or any of those guys, right? I know Jeremy had a really good one run in the world championships. But man, we can go and compare uh wins under their belts. Tournament by tournament if you want. I don't care. Let's do it. You know, I think he deserves to go and and, and be in that spot. But I'm also glad that he's not dependent on it. You know, he's doing well on his own, him and his family and running the business out there in Sacramento. They're doing fine, you know, without – he doesn't have to go and live off that paycheck like a Tyler may have to, right? Um, so in that regard, I'm happy for him. But until I hear otherwise, I'm going to keep on saying his name. I think it ought to be Oscar. Yep. Rob, did you want to go next? <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. I, I, uh, I, I got to agree with both you guys. Uh, about Oscar, I, I, I not only like him because of his skill and his ability on the table, but his skill and ability with his life off the table. I, I think that you have a we have a, a classy uh, individual here who happens to be a great pool player now on the team, and throw him in there, see what he does. I, I just I'm I'm no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, we all could be uh, very, at the end of the whole thing said and done, very proud that that Oscar Dominguez is on the team. Uh, I, I'm looking forward, really looking forward uh, now to see this team. And when we have, there's four players on the team right now, there's not there's not a fifth, right? Out of those four players, who has the most moxie? I'll ask a question to the rest of you guys. Um, I mean, Mike brought it up about moxie, and I. Who has the most moxie out of the four that are already picked? Well, I would say this. If, if things are running hot, Sky. If things aren't running hot, then Tyler. You take the average, Shane. No, but Sky can kind of be happy-go-lucky too, but he's just the killer, though. I mean, that's the difference. Like, Sky well, could just go in, and, and when, when Sky's in dead punch, I mean, he's tough to go and fade. But he's got yeah. that happy kind of go-lucky way about him too, though. You know? Historically, he's, with the Moscone he, Cup, he's only like they're up, though. Yeah, he's, he's zeroes in at Moscone. Only um, when they're up. When they're down, you see him. You you don't see that. Well, you know, part of that is in the years. Part of that is the years that they've that they've been down. If you look at the last five years, part of the reason they're down is because he's played awful. So he's got a, he's got a reason to hang his head. In in you know last year he played awful. Well, that's, uh, that's my point. Is when 17, they're winning, he played awful. When so, he's leading, he, he but goes, you can say that about Josh too, though. Josh ain't good from behind either. You know, a lot of these guys can go sure. and check out whenever, whenever they're buried. You know, yeah. it, I don't think it takes away from from their greatness. I mean, 
I guess you can argue both sides of it when it comes to to Sky because I've seen him kind of just have that. It's it's the way he moves around the table, his rhythm. When when you see Sky going like stalk the table, yeah. you're in a bad game. I'm telling you, <laughs> and, and and you'll see it when it, you'll, you'll you'll see it in a few weeks. Yeah, body <laughs> language in pool is a big deal. And because Shane can too. Shane Shane can be out there looking dejected in his body language, and I mean they they've been saying that for years about Shane. You know, about him yep. being a leader of the team, but then kind of just be there discouraged when the team's when the team's in a in a really big hole. And I think that was something that you know Billy helped him out with a lot. You know, was kind of being that being that engine for him, keeping their spirits good. You know, so I don't I don't know if you'd get that from any of the guys who were remaining. You know. I don't think you'll have that that kind of like that heart player um, out of the people who are left. Yeah. Well, uh, before I guess before I touch on this topic, I did text Shane, and Shane said that Tyler was a both captains pick. So both oh. uh, both the captain and the vice captain were on board with that pick. So that yeah. was not a. Um, I guess somebody somebody said earlier in the comments that there, that was a Shane pick. That was a both captains pick. Uh, nice. So. I guess I, I'm completely on board with uh, Mike. Uh, when once once he posted the uh, once he posted the bracket of him beating like every great player in the world. I mean, how can you argue with that? I mean, who who in the entire U.S. outside of Shane has that resume in any tournament? Nonetheless, a World Ten Ball event. I, I'll wait. Anybody? Who, who's anybody. your fifth pick, Mike? Uh, uh, Nate, you didn't. You didn't Oscar. Help. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm completely on board with Oscar. I think Oscar deserves it. Um, I, I mean, he, <clears throat> did he travel as much as other people? No. I mean, no. nobody traveled more than Tyler. Uh, maybe even maybe even including Shane. I mean, nobody traveled more. It, actually, yes. Nobody in the U.S. traveled more than Tyler. Tyler deserves it, if nothing else, because he's the only person in the, in the ring battling every single weekend. Tyler's going to Austria for the Austrian Open. He's going to all of the, the Michigan, the Arizona, the Ohio Open. Shane is playing the big stuff and that's his right. I mean, he's, he's a legend. I mean, he doesn't have to play all these, these smaller tournaments. He can play the big ones because why not? It's, it's, it's his schedule. He's earned the right to pick and choose what he wants to play. In. Tyler, every single, you're kind of breaking out a little bit. Here's Kelf. What's up kids? What are you a librarian, Jim? Mr. Straight pool himself. Is he I'm a librarian? Is that what he is? I know. Hey, nice try smart, with the books, man. buddy. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a walk. Why don't, you, the, don't I, you believe I, me? I see you got the full collection of Dr. Zeus. Anybody want? Yeah, I've got full. Look at that. Full library here. I'm at work. <laughs> hey, Tyler Steyer. Finally, a proper what do you think, pick. Jim? What's your reaction? <laughs> I'm happy about that. Yeah, I think he deserves it for more than one yeah. reason. I think I think it's a solid pick. I think it's a good pick. I think it shows, uh, you know, like like not like I said before. I think um, I think it's important that the 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 hard workers and the the, the guys that you know certainly that I consider that do it the right way are getting rewarded. You know, it's a good pick. I'm happy for him. I've sent him a message already. I've told him I'm going to give him crap in the arena. So uh, he's ready for it. <laughs> he can handle it. He can handle it. He expects if nothing less. Out, if you get two out of line, Jim, I'm just going to go like this and just <laughs> right into your face. 
I don't care. You do what you like. You do what you like. I'm going to have fun with this you, you and Nate aren't going to be close enough to like be throwing drinks at each other, are you? Oh, we'll be on Nate, each other's lap by the end of it. No. Nate's, Nate's <laughs> going to be in a corner. Nate's going to be in the corner of the alley pally covered in his own puke and urine. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate thinks he's going to come and have a, a quiet weekend, just a couple of beers with the boys. No, no, it doesn't work like that, Nate. It doesn't work like that. You're going to be a mess. You're going to be a mess. I hope so. Uh, I've, I've, I've been training hard. Train harder. No, but I'm delighted. I think it's a great pick. I don't know. Does anybody know when we're going to get number five? I would assume tomorrow. Yeah? yeah. They're not just going to do both of them today. Oh, well, I hope it's Oscar. I hope it's Oscar. I think he's a strong pick. Uh, I think it'll be between, well, the names that I've heard, it'll be between Oscar, mm. Devin Petit, and um, uh, Chris Reinhold. I've mm. heard Jeremy mention as well, but not as regularly, I don't think. But um, we'll see. Interesting pick. I think uh, I think out of those ones, if it was down to me, I'd go with Oscar. I think just because of his experience and, and the, the, the Earl Strickland factor, I guess. I think he's a strong pick. I know it's Mike's doing his best. Is, is Oscar going to throw you? Uh, is Oscar no, going to throw you some jelly if he gets in? He's <laughs> he's not. Listen, he's not. He doesn't hit me up to go on politic for him, and that's not really his bag, you know. Like, and he doesn't want to go and and be there campaigning for his own self. And he didn't ask me to go and do it. I just he's my if if ever I'm going to use you know any kind of um, uh, stage that I got, it's going to be for you know for my buddy. So, Oscar doesn't. <clears throat> Oscar actually doesn't need to campaign for himself. He's done it all before. He's been there before. He's got all the credentials necessary for it. I think you know. Sure. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, so I think if he, I think if he did lobby for himself, I think he'd be on the team. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. But um, yeah. Especially if, especially if he started throwing his resume out there, because who, who's going to match up to his resume this year, or in general that are, that's left. Don't give me Johnny Archer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a captain. I don't want to see anybody politicking for themselves. No. And, yeah, and, and it's just in bad. It, it, just, it. it just isn't a good look, man. No. You know? No. 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 Yeah. You don't go begging for it. If you, you got to tell, if you gotta tell someone you're good, you're not. If you got to tell someone yes. you're employed, well, you're not. I'll, I'll tell, you know, I'll, it's I'll, it's yeah. pretty simple well, stuff. Mike, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Uh, he has the resume that nobody else in the U.S. probably can compete with, at least the people that are out there right now. Uh, it, sometimes just putting your resume out there saying hey you know this is this is what i'm bringing to the table i mean i mean there's a way that i think there's a way that you could do that to bring attention to who you are and what you bring to the table without actually like it's only it one guy it's only one guy making the pick and he knows what the resume is so i, I yeah, don't see he? what the point i don't see what does the he? point would be i i don't know because nope. look at the people that are out, out there he's competing with right you, we've you and i have both heard the names that are out there what resume exists there and yet he's still in contention right yeah, apparently. Listen, it's wide open because I know over the last two week, two three weeks, I ain't heard Tyler much. I mean, like I know I we talked about Tyler him in general, all. but I haven't heard Tyler go and and be mentioned. So, and and we're supposed to be the donkeys that are in the know. So yeah, we're yeah, we're supposed to be in the <laughs> know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I never heard his name a single. In fact, I heard I heard he was completely out of contention. I heard that nobody was talking about us. Now, with Shane being in there, I, I should have known better because I know that Shane lobbies hard for Tyler. Ty- Shane respects Tyler's work ethic more than anybody else pretty much in the world. Shane knows what Tyler puts into the game, and he is not 
he he does not just ignore that. Like I, I should have known with Shane being the vice captain that Tyler was never going to be removed completely. I know Shane Tyler was always on the team last year. That much I know. Yeah. I think Ty, Tyler's always Tyler's always in the conversation. I think I just um, you know. Rightfully so. But yeah, go, yeah, go, go. I mean, going back to what you said there about lobbying for yourself and going like basically begging for a place. Yeah, you don't do that. But there's certain things that you can no. do. There's certain things that you can do to show that you you intend to be ready if called upon. If you look at Jason, Jason, you didn't see anything of Jason live streaming uh, his own practice sessions. We haven't seen that for a long time. Now it gets towards the time where it's Moscone Cup. Picks are getting picked. And all of a sudden, he's doing drills, he's doing training sessions on his uh, on his live stream, and he's showing that he's working, you know. And that's basically him turning around Alex Laley and to everyone else saying, "I might have a pretty busy schedule coming up here. I'm getting myself in shape for if I do get called upon for this team." And that's 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 kind of what you do. And I, and I, and and I think a lot of players could, you know, you you don't need to go saying, "I want to be on the team. I want to be on the team," but you go showing. Picks are getting made. I think I'm probably in the conversation. So if I am getting picked, I'm making sure I'm ready. And people notice that, you know. And uh, I think that that's that's kind of one way that you can that you can show that you know I want to be I want to be thought about. I want to be uh, considered, and I want to be ready if I'm picked. Simple as that. Yeah. All Jason had to do was show his passport. <laughs> this team this team wasn't going to be a team without a without a UK rep. No. Oh, you're so conspiracy theorist. <laughs> conspiracy theorist. That's, that's good business on the promoter's part. I mean, come on, yeah. be serious. So, he, so basically, Jason Shaw is our L Strickland. Is that what you're saying? No, yeah, not really. Oh God. So yeah. let me let, let me throw them together. Can I drop Jason this bomb in there? Can I drop oh, it? Can I oh, this Jason's, a, there? Jason's a pretty strong player as well. He is Shut up, MVP Jim. Mike wants to talk. I just want, I mean, are we all upfront about why Billy's name is not being brought up in any of these discussions? I don't know if we if we are in a, if we are in a position to actually drop Uh-oh, that bomb. I heard a sigh out of Molina Mike. <laughs> are, are we are we in a position to drop that bomb? I'm I'm not, I'm okay with it. I know Molina Mike Molina Mike and I have talked about this. Well, um, I'm okay with it because I've, okay gotten, with it. I've gotten I've gotten an email from the WPA. So, so we have we know, have official we have official confirmation that it is 100% set in stone and it's not just some sort of rumor. Correct. We have confirmation <laughs> that there was a failed drug test. Well, well, there you go. The email, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, listen, I, I love Billy, yeah, and I yeah. and I and I yeah. feel bad. Uh, but you know, we didn't avoid it when Mario he got you know the heave ho from the That's World true. Cup of Pool a couple of years ago. So, you know what? This is public. This is public information, um, and yeah. you know we look to me we look like idiots if we don't talk about it. So um, we don't have to get really deep into it. But you know there was a fail. You know, there was testing done uh, at WPA event. Uh, in in Las Vegas after the World Ten Ball, and Billy was one of the players chosen and failed a drug test. So there, what hasn't been determined is what his punishment is, um, at least not officially. So, uh, but you got to assume that Moscone Cup's out of the picture, and and you know that's clearly why his name hasn't been thrown around when everybody's talking about who might be the fourth pick or the fifth pick, because in any other year he's the number three pick without even thinking. 
So, um, so you know, this is no slam on Billy. It, it just, I just think that we we have to get out there and, and you know, yeah. at least yeah. say what we know to be true. So, I, I guess um, my thoughts on it is, <laughs> like, how many countries in Europe is weed legal, Jim? You can tell me. Weed legal uh, in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, is it it's just Amsterdam? No, in the, in the Netherlands, it's tolerated. Uh, there, there's no such thing as legal or illegal for your own use. You can carry around whatever is deemed for your own use. Uh, you're not allowed to sell it publicly. You're not allowed to. But smoking it in the streets and everything, you smell it everywhere. Well, not everywhere. Yeah. But you can smell I mean, it. Beta, beta blockers are legal. <laughs> so this is not mm. about what's what's legal well, and what isn't. This is yes. about what's allowed in in, Correct, and that's uh, what I'm getting. Play. That's what I'm getting. Olympic that's what I'm getting sports. to, Mike. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Like it's the idea. I am of the firm camp that marijuana is significantly better than than alcohol. Like I, I don't smoke weed at all. I'm not interested in smoking weed. Uh, I drink like a fish, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. And with that being said, now with that being said, the players know the contract going into it. They know that they could randomly be selected, and at every single one of these WPA sanctioned tournaments my understanding is they will take a random selection of one to five players but they they have the right to to literally test the entire field that plays they have the right to test as many or as few players as they want at any wpa sanctioned event the players know that going into it and if you play in a field with 64 players which i think the 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 predator 10 ball was now he got he got pulled for the diamond las vegas open but theoretically, if they pull three players out of the World 10 ball, the Predator World 10 ball, they have a 3-in-64 chance of getting selected for that event to be randomly drug tested. The players know the contract going into it. They know that if they test positive, they are on the hook for a two-year ban. And if you still want to take that risk, I don't think marijuana is that big of a deal, but you know the contract going into it. That's my thoughts on it. It's it's a shame. We we all know good and dang well that we can point to players from around the world, including the U.S., that smoke weed on the regular and just have been lucky enough not to get selected. If they get selected, bummer. You know the contract going in, and that's that's just how I feel about it. I, I mean, I don't know. Does anybody want to take over from there? Well, there's in 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 a lot of sports. Take take athletics, for example. You know, there there's a banned substance list, and it goes down to it goes down to as far as you know if you have the common cold, which kind of cough medicines you can use, because in certain cough medicines, some of these banned substances are in it. Now, it's not going to affect your performance really, but it will show up in a drug test. So they are given the list of these things, saying stay away from this. These are the banned substances. Check with your doctor, check with everybody else on what you can take and what you can't take. And then it becomes the athlete's responsibility to make sure that they stay clean. Now, it's the same with pool. You have your doping controls and there are a list of substances that are not allowed on it. Uh, Over here in the Netherlands, if you go to a a, a big tournament, a Dutch championship, being inebriated at the table, you know, is considered as being breaking the the, the, the the substance abuse rules and you'll be removed from the tournament. You'll probably face a ban of some sorts. So alcohol as well, you know. Now, you can't tell me that a, you can't tell me that a player doesn't. I mean, I didn't I didn't know it was marijuana. I didn't know what it was. Uh, apparently, it's a two year ban standard from the WPA, 
which will take him out of any WPA uh, yeah, sanction. Let, let me jump in really quick. That hasn't, been, really that quick hasn't been determined. There yet. hasn't been. Yeah, no, no, he, that, he has. He has not been punished yet. There's nothing. Correct. There's nothing no, set in stone. What I, what, as far I, as what, what I mean, what I mean is the standard ban is two years. I'm not saying that Billy has been given the two years. Right. But that is the the standard thing. That's and, what uh, and, I think. A, a Finnish player recently got exactly the same. Yep. Uh, well, Mario, yeah, he, me, Mario, his ban was four months. Yeah. Right. Let me. Yes, yeah, let me cut you off really quickly. That he didn't realize. Apparently. Let me cut yeah. you off really quickly because I think th this is this is the thing. So I saw a comment in there that said we should all we should all uh, strike against Matchroom events for initiating this ban. This has nothing to do with Matchroom. This has absolutely nothing to do with Matchroom. Matchroom did not come with this. This, this is the WPA. The WPA yeah. makes the rules, the player contract that the players have to play by. Matchroom, by sanctioning through WPA for their events, has to adhere to the WPA playbook. So don't don't get mad at this has nothing to do with no. Matchroom. Don't don't strike against Matchroom for something that they have no control over. WPA sets the rules, the players sign the contract, they play by the contract that they sign and that's that's it. It's it has nothing to do with Matchroom. Matchroom's so, hands are completely on tied on this. Matchroom's hands are completely tied on this. They, they can are do not nothing a, about they're, it. They're not a governing body at the end of the day. And and, no, and no, Nate no. and Nate hit they're Nate hit the head on the head. You cannot you cannot be working with a player while you while you know that he's got a failed drug test and is under investigation. That's the bottom line. No. So their hands are no. their hands are, are completely tied in, in that matter. Now, the rest of it aside, I agree with you. You know the rules, but it is ridiculous. But you know the rules, you know. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of one of those things, man. You 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 live and you learn, and you know. Personally, I don't I don't go and smoke, you know. So, but it doesn't go and affect my opinion on it one way or the other, you know. Uh, you you knew you knew it was a possibility, and that's just it's a, it's unfortunate. But Billy's a Billy's a grown man, or at least he's. You know he's 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 gonna go and handle his his consequences and you know Team USA will go and and move on and be fighting in December, you know. Well, listen, I mean over here over here in the Netherlands, you know, in the Netherlands a lot of people smoke. They do it recreationally, and it's not just but it's not just pool. It's it's everywhere, and uh, uh, you know it's not a it's something that people from all walks of life here in the Netherlands do. Um, but the pool players they know I have a big event coming up. I'm going to have to stay clean for a period of time before that event because you're I think you are as standard if you get to the quarterfinals or the semifinals you are as standard you will be tested it's not just a random thing you're in there will be random tests but also everyone who gets that far in the event will be tested so if you go there realistically wanting a chance to win the event you're going to have to make sure you're clean for a period of time before that event because you know you will be tested and marijuana stays in your system for, for for a reasonable long amount of time, in your hair anyway as well, yeah, uh, and your saliva. Yeah, years weeks, in so your hair. Yeah, so they know that, 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 say, two or three weeks from before, boom, cold turkey, I've got to get off this stuff because I'm going to play that tournament and I won't have a chance to actually win it. You know, and they shave know your it. head. It's a standard thing. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't actually <laughs> take hair off. Rob, they do, Rob, they, if, they if we assault. stayed in your hair for years, then you'd have hair. Don't don't lie to yeah. us. Yeah, I've, I've I've had it I've had it before. They give you a urine test and and a, yeah. and a swab in your mouth, yeah. a swab and a yeah. urine test, and that's right. it. I mean, yeah, it's about three weeks. Is about so, the time. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I, I just wanted to bring it up, not not to argue the merits of you know WADA or Olympic drug testing or anything like that. Just to 
just to clarify, you know, why we're having all these discussions and, and we're conspicuously not, you know, even talking about Billy. So um, yeah. I just thought, I just thought that it needed to be put out there so we can I mean, move on. Yeah. The comments in the chat, I mean, that, that is such a conspiratorial thing. It has nothing to do with the fact that uh, the U.S. players are potheads. I mean, that's that's the silliest <laughs> thing I've ever read. It, it's, it's not even. It's, it's posters going to be posters. That's, that's such. That's such a the, the the world is not out to get U.S. pool players. I promise you that you don't have to think that everybody is out to get us. Like that's not a thing. I live. Uh, I live in the Netherlands. You got. You guys don't even know what a pothead is. Come over no. here. And then, I mean, come on. You guys are well, amateurs you know, as far as pothead goes. I mean, geez. What it does yeah. is it 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 essentially affords another player an opportunity to go and make the team because. You know, for all intents and purposes, Billy was a lock to make that team. Billy's one of these. He's he's part of the quote unquote big three that I that yep. you know I I would have argued is untouchable for USA. You know, I don't care what what events Justin. he played in or didn't play in. Yep. He was no. I don't think Justin's in that mix. I think I, I think for yep. me the big three is going to be Shane, Sky, and Billy. You know, and I think yep. I, it don't matter how how much or how little he played, he was going to be on that team. Uh, yep. So what it did, it allowed one of these other guys an opportunity to go and make it. So, um, we're gonna see. You can. You, I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone would disagree that Justin is probably a better player than Billy. But when you're talking about the whole package for Moscone Cup, what Billy brings to the entire team on and off the table is is priceless as far as the USA is yeah. concerned. Uh, really, you don't have another player like that, and it'll be a big miss for them not to have him there, and it'll be a big miss for Sky not to have his buddy there with him. You know. Um, yeah. And I'm feel, I, I'm 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 yeah. sad. I'm sad that it happened to Billy, but uh, on the other side, I'm kind of glad that somebody is being made a bit of an example of uh, in this. And I hope it is publicised in the correct way. You know, um, I'm just a bit sad it was Billy, really, because I like him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and t- to be fair, I did reach out to Billy and offered him to be able to come onto the podcast and give his side of the story. Uh, he never responded, so I have to assume that he was not interested in doing that. Uh, so this did not come out of just nowhere. Uh, we did give him the opportunity to come on and talk about it. Uh, he was not interested. So um, I guess from there, uh, we can go back to the conversation about the Moscone Cup pick. Uh, Tyler gets in. We've all kind of given our picks. We all kind of consensusly won Oscar, right? Is, is anybody else anybody else against that pick? Oh. No, I think we're all we're all on board for yes. wanting Oscar. We want I mean, the big goal. We want yeah. the big goal. I would be. I personally would be okay with Chris Reinhold for the same reason that you were talking about, Jim. Um, he travels more than anybody else, and I think that you know at some point in time, I think it, it's good to give, um, even if he's not playing his you know his top gear game. I think uh, the re- the f- rewarding the people who travel to play in these events, I think, is a good thing. And um, I agree with that. I can't I, I argue think that with that at all. Yeah. 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 You can't argue with that. I mean, yeah. Chris works as hard yeah. at it as anybody and yeah, is committed to sure. it. And uh, he got rewarded for that last year and did well. Um, this year, I think it was with, with Billy's loss, I think it was kind of a, um, a Chris or Tyler situation. Uh, I don't think he was going to pick both of them. So, um, you know, he'll just try harder for next year if it's not him. If it is him, I have no problem with it. If it's not him, you know, he'll just keep plugging away because that's 
that's the way he is. And and I'd like to see him continue to be on teams going forward because we have to start getting those younger players in there and getting them more experience on an annual basis, even if they take their lumps for a couple of years. So, there's, plenty um, of young, there's plenty of young talent from Shane Wolford to Justin Martin, the kid who just won the junior I event. Like I was I, I like Justin Martin too. Uh, yeah. Solid, so, solid young yeah. man. Um, but the you know, there, there's plenty of yeah, there's plenty of guys who are young to go and 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 um, and choose from. And like Mike said, I mean, at a certain point, you just kind of have to throw them in there, right? And just see if they can go and 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 swim. So yeah. because I, I and, and I've been I've been saying this for for months now. You can't go into it with the same team, you know. So from from that standpoint, I like I like Tyler. He's a winner because he's won in this event before. So he's got what it takes to go and and get there. So he's congratulations to Tyler Steyer. He doesn't yeah, know how to lose. No. Relax. Well, they'll find out relax. Pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, relax. <laughs> you're just, you're just, <laughs> shut up, Mike. You're just trying to protect your bets. You're just no, protecting I, I think, your bets there. Uh, hey, I think listen, Tyler's we can the go, kind of player I'm, that we can go that fire on every match. It's all can, good with me. Can bring up, up, up. We all have our our playing games, and then we all have the games that we strive strive to play too. Uh, and Tyler's one of these players. I think when you put him in that situation, that Moscone Cup atmosphere, and his game's going to come up. It's not going to go down. He's not going to falter. He, he's going to play. He's going to play to the highest level that he's possible of playing to. That's what I like about him. Yeah. For anything but else, he'll be prepared. Man, uh, you can't go and argue that Tyler's going to go and work his ass no. off and and, yeah. and be prepared for for December. Oh yeah. You cannot go and argue that at all. Can I just say to Lance Lishioti, Lishioti, uh, Matchroom haven't picked any of those players. Matchroom uh, doesn't make not, picks. All, all, the, only, the, only pick, the only picks that Matchroom have made is Jeremy Jones as captain and Shane Van Boning as vice-captain player. The rest of the picks were made by those two. So Matchroom have had nothing to do with the picks so far. Um, Justin Martin, I just want to mention Justin Martin. I watched one of his matches and he, his demeanour around the table and the way he played the game. His uh, his fundamentals. He looked he looked very very strong. It looked like he's Impressive. got uh, he's he's got a real good basis to, to to really build up through the game. I'm not sure how old he is. He must be under twenty twenty three. I think it was he under twenty threes or under twenty ones at the. I think he's like but 22. He, he looked, yeah, he looked really really good. I was quite impressed with him, especially the way he, he, his demeanor around the table and the way he played the game. It was very nice. Uh, as far as the picks were go, yeah, we, we, I mean we've mentioned kind of four names. You know, you've got Chris Reinold, uh, Oscar. Um, Jeremy Sose and Devin Poteet. Now, like Mike said, they're going to have to start getting some fresh guys into the team and and bedding them in and and trying to build up like a like a proper group that they can choose from and see who's the best out of these eight or nine every year. And we start feeding. You know, this year would not be the right year for me, in my opinion. I don't think you really want to be bringing a rookie in when you've got the Errol factor. <clears throat> No, in my opinion, no, I wouldn't be bring, I wouldn't be bringing a rookie, and I'd be looking for somebody with experience. So that for me straight away takes Sose and uh, Devin Petit out of the equation. So then you're down to Oscar and Chris. On I the same Solsi, basis, I think Sose's personality could handle it, but I. But I don't you don't like know. You, it's a think. It's a think. There's yeah. no that hasn't been there before, and that's where I would go back to Chris Reinhold and say, <clears> yes, <throat> you have played in the Moscone Cup. You did last year, but it was in an empty room. And this is going to be completely different. So for me, I said it before, Fedor and Chris, if they'd both been picked this year, they'd still be rookies, in my opinion, to a certain extent, because they haven't played in front of that crowd. 
which is why for me Oscar would if I'm if I'm picking the team personally, Oscar gets the pick because of the experience. Those factor, he's not going to get overawed in there. Yeah. yeah it, well, yeah. I I like I like what Matt Poland just said there. Bring back Justin Hall. Wouldn't it be great if that guy could like keep himself in the game? Because oh my god, who? In, I don't even care. You can include Shane Van Boning in this conversation. Who has more talent than that guy? How great would it be to have him every year? It's another lost soul in the in the American pool. You know, it's just another guy that. Well, it is. It's just a, it's just another it guy is, that man. just had bags He's and just... bags and pilot. And and at some stage, in some stage, he had a crossroads, and he he decided to go left when right would have brought him into. You know, but that's his, that's the choices that you that you make, I guess. And uh, yeah. Just yeah. dealing with one of those things is difficult in and of itself. You know, dealing with Earl by himself in an empty arena, dealing with the fans yeah. by themselves, you know, is, is going to be tough. You go and put both those things together and being a rookie and representing your country and brand new, essentially brand new to anything matchroom because Solsi and Devin Poteet have not been on any matchroom stage, at, at, you know, at all. So, I mean, that that's just, it's a lot to go and ask. You know, but. it is and the one thing that I will say, and, and you guys brought up these points about Justin Martin and people like that. And, and a lot of good young talent, Shane Wolford, my, my bitch with the U S pool biz industry and with the BCA and whoever else could help get this done is that you can't just watch these guys through the course of the year and say, okay, we'll take a couple of these young guys and throw them in the Moscone cup. What the U S needs to do is develop some, organized system of developing this young talent of getting these top eight top six top 10 under 23 players and getting them together four times a year five times a year it's some kind of camp and just drilling them and drilling them and getting them to understand what it takes to get to the next level um just letting them play in bar pool tournaments around the country during the year and occasional pro tournaments and then deciding in december whether or not they can handle alley pally to me, it doesn't make any sense. So um, that's the one thing that I would really push the, the billiard industry in the U.S. to get behind is to establish some kind of organized training method for the young players. If it's a, if they want to call, I mean, we've got Team USA and Junior Team USA. Find some other name for it, but establish something where you bring these players in, you pay for their time, you pay instructors. And yes. you get them to work in the proper way. That that that's that's my soapbox for today. That is that's such a point. In fact, that we got we got yeah. Mike Cussin, so we know we we know they're in trouble. What did I say? I didn't even. I, didn't even, I think you said the B word. Did I say bitch? Well, yeah. Oh my god! Now I can't. Now I can't. God damn! There goes it. ads for this. There goes ads for this. There goes ads for this post. For I mean, this. you. Oh, you thanks. thanks, Mike. You owe me. You I mean, owe me that, four that, cents. There are you other solutions out, like, to this. You know? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Look at it. To me, you got to look at performance and experience, and that's why I've been barking for my boy. You know, because anybody else, they 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 don't go and check off that box for me. They just don't. You know, and I'll debate it till the end of the day with you about it if 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 you want. And that's the reason why I've been pushing it the way that I have. I mean, I like Tyler's got the experience, so you can't go and and knock him for for being in that spot, but. Like I would say, and you know, Nate, me and Nate have talked about it plenty of times on here, is that I would have thought Tyler might have played his way out, you know, over the last few months because his play really hadn't been, you know, been all rough. that great. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough couple of months. Um, but well, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with experience, just keep that going. That's all I'm saying. Just keep it going. Agree, yeah, but you know, you're preaching to the choir. Nobody on nobody on here is arguing with you. We've all picked Oscar. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 still, I, still, <laughs> I still am over here just like dreaming in a perfect world. In a perfect world, how great does a team look with Shane, Sky, Justin Bergman, Justin Hall? How great is that for a starting four? You can pick your fifth from there. Yeah. That is a team They'll that be, can act in a perfect yeah. world where Justin, Justin and Justin, yeah. both Justins are like playing and like taking it serious. Oh, you're like, you can have your team. We're at that's, least going to no, compete. No, We're going to get past five. Tried it. It didn't no, score. It's, de- it's, definitely, it's definitely a team that could make it oh. to the final. We would make it to day four. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good team for second place. I'll get you second place for that team. Okay. Man, that's a real it's, ra- is, it's race the five nine team. ball. Come on, man. It's race the five yeah, nine exactly. ball. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen. Anything I'm, can go on happen. So, but it's not because Europe has nothing away. but it's number gonna, ones. It's only going to get worse. It's only a month away. It's only going to get worse with me. <laughs> I know. I know. We're going to have to – I'll get the mute button ready for you, Jim. Don't worry. But going, but going back to what uh, Mike Noza said, yes, that would be perfect if there was a system in place. But you can also just specifically for the Moscone Cup, you can already mm-hmm. do something like that. You saw, I mean, with the COVID time and stuff, it's been a bit more dif- uh, difficult and different. But you saw what, what's wrong with a, with a captain turning around to matchroom and saying, you know what, I'm going to select 10 players myself and I'm going to travel with those 10. You know, they will be expected to, 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 to commit to certain events. doesn't have to be all of them. But I'm going to, you know, these are my... I would be taking a group of 10 and I would include a couple of youngsters who can learn from the more experienced players, like, like an Earl even and, and, and Oscar and whatever, but outside of the matchroom uh, uh, area. At the moment now, if you put a rookie and you're asking him to get used to playing with these guys within like a three or four day period just running up to the tournament. You can't really do that. You want to do it over be, a longer period real. of time, you know? That's exactly, else is gonna do? Why not do it yourself? Why not that's do it exactly yourself, what you know? Johan did in 2018. That's exactly what and Johan did in 2018. He politicked, he politicked and petitioned Matchroom to fund yeah. Yeah. Uh, more training camps for the U.S. team to get together, and he did it, and they won. Um, uh, yeah. And, they look, and, and, the, and not just winning, they looked like a problem. is in the pudding there. Yeah. Exactly. So do that. I mean, if I'm if I'm Team USA captain, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying to all these players, to Bergman, to Bergman as well, saying I don't actually care whether you think now you're not going to travel. I'm putting you in these ten because other players can learn from you, from your experience. If in November you turn around to me and say I'm not traveling, or I turn, or I decide you're not getting in the team anyway, fine. But I'm going to use you to, to 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 boost the other players and create this team atmosphere. And then you get a, then you get a team, and then you turn around and say, okay, five from the eight are going to get through. If you choose to put a rookie and you put him in, because you know he fits in that team with the rest of those characters, you know. And then then you have something to work with. You have kind of a system that that will uh, that will give you the best chance to get that five players working together in a, just over a short four day period. That's all it is. But to do this all just in a couple of days before is very very difficult to do when you've got a team that's got so many different characters and it, it is a bit dysfunctional. It's like it, it's like a dysfunctional family. That, that, that's going to be sent there, you know, when you add in the, the crazy old grandpa kind of thing. And, and you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I would just well, you know, I mean, I, listen, I'd Team, U- Team USA has been, give, been, they've had a lot of curveballs to go and deal with, you know, and they've yeah. had a lot of, it, it, listen, it's a lot easier when you got 20 number ones to go and pick from, Jim, and it's it's easy to go and pick your feet up and, and smoke your cigar and talk Absolutely. about how great you are, for, you know, but, but I feel bad it, for it's, Germany <clears throat> again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's it's a tough spot. If you turn if you turn turn around to, you turn around to anybody and say go and captain USA, but you're not getting Bergman and Thorpe, 
<laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, you're in trouble then. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or, that's already, or that's Deshane that's or already, Justin Hall or Yeah, that's it. You're already in a cannon you're you you you're already lost two of your, your your top guys, two of your cannons out of your team. It's like, whoa, how do I fill those? You know, how do you fill those uh, boots? Yeah, and I mean the rest of the guys, they all want they all want something some kind of structure in place so that way they know what they have to do to be in, in contention. I think and I think every, and I've heard it from everyone, from the matchroom side to the players to you name it. You know, they want something in place where they know, you know, where they gotta go and attend and a point system and all that. So that way they know. Mm-hmm. And right now there's that's not the case, but it doesn't mean you gotta go shit on them along along the way, right? I mean, it's step by step processes, mm-hmm. right? So, we'll see. Oscar. Pick Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, <laughs> well, I think that at the uh, Moscone Cup, they should have a special and- camera that focuses on Telfer and one that focuses on Mindham. I've got Throughout- one all the time anyway. Don't worry. Throughout- oh. <laughs> Listen, you're going to – Because I've got – it, it it's a month out and Team USA is not announced. They're going to be up against it. Filler is looking like he's in dead punch after winning that straight pool event. You got Albu. I mean, he's playing as incredible as, as he, he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I don't even know, man. I mean, they're they got the world ten ball champion. I mean, it's so gross. Just how stacked so, they are. Here. You know, here. I think I think every single every single much- one of them can handle pressure. I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous, man. Here's here's how much the U.S. is up against. Here's how much the U.S. is up against. Francisco Sanchez Ruiz has won the last two Euro Tours. You know how hard, there are there are people that think the Euro Tour is the hardest tournament of the year to win. Francisco Sanchez Ruiz has won the last two in a row, and he didn't even get consideration for the no. Moscone Cup. I've been saying Alex it for two Kazakis, years. I thought he was the best player in Spain. Come on now, Alex <clears throat> Kazakis. Alex Kazakis is the World Pool Master. And he didn't even get a single consideration <laughs> for the team. Fedor Gorst is uh, once what? removed from the world. He nine traveled ball more champion. than Tyler did, <laughs> and he mean... won everything for like yeah. a, a stretch of like three months. He didn't lose a single tournament. I swear to you, he was robbing every yeah. single event in the U.S. and every single money match. Yeah, this there's twenty the European team. players that could be on our team easily. You could <laughs> you could take the second fifth. you could take the second five from Europe. The you know Fedor and Alex Kazakis and uh, Francisco Francisco Sanchez Ruiz. You could create a second team and probably <laughs> go and beat the first team. It's possible. But I mean, it, it's what Je- Jeremy Mason. Jeremy Mason, you're absolutely correct. If you look at the European team on on current form, our worst player is probably Jason Shaw. On current form, it's not too bad, is it? And the, the rest <laughs> of them, you, you, you. The, the, the rest of them are all—they're all in dead stroke at the moment. It's almost like you would think there's a big event coming up, and they've just got themselves this ready is why, for it or something like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> this is why I just laugh when all these like American fan conspiracy theorists come out and say how Matchroom's just trying to just trying to go and and dog the Hold team the and, and set them up for <laughs> for failure. Listen, man, they want nothing but for this thing to be competitive. A thousand percent. And if you think otherwise, you're crazy. I mean, they, they uh, okay. really, really do. <clears throat> Let me say this to, to, to Matt Pullen. Jason Shaw's children are three and four and two. Is that right, Jim? Four and two? Yep. Right about that. Yeah. Yep. Jason Shaw's okay, been okay. a great player for a long time. <laughs> Don't starting a, you want to say starting a business made him backslide? Sure. 
his oldest child is four or five years old. He's been a monster that entire stretch. Having a child had did nothing to his game except for maybe made him more refined and even a better player. He really I came into his element about four, three or four years ago. He really came into his element. Starting a business, you want to make that argument? Sure. Don't don't blame it on the kids. That dude became a beast after having a child. There's only there's only one thing Jason Shaw has done that's a, that, that that's harmed his game over the last years, and that's a whole different topic. And that's swapping cues. I don't understand why he swapped cues. That took him a couple of years to get over that. Uh, but he's getting back there now. Money, yeah, okay, it's money. We know it's money. But I didn't want to just say it's money. <laughs> well, because you do have you're a great a great player, great pool player, and you've got kids. Did it make any difference in your life and your pool career? Jim has kids. Soon to have kids. I've got one and a half kids. Yeah, yeah. He's got one bun in the yeah. oven. Congratulations, <laughs> old man. We still got some bullets Thanks, in the man. chamber, huh? Jim's two Jim's two for two. I might look all messed up on the outside, but I'm still young on the inside. Yeah, a couple of beers and you're young again, I bet, huh? Yeah, that's it. My juices are still good. Yeah. <laughs> kids and a business that's like the recipe for ruining your pool game trust me it is listen <laughs> my, my game i'm i'm not a pro i don't I, i'm not a pro i don't depend on pool in order to make money i have a job so it's difficult for me to judge whether or not my whether whether or not my my game decreased with having a kid obviously you don't play as much you don't practice right. as much right I, I don't think i don't think having kids affected jason i think if anything's affected jason it's that he's been putting more of his time in his business to build that up, which I can understand because that's his pension plan. That's his after pool kind of plan. You know, it makes sense for him just now to, to make sure he builds it up to something successful. Um, and you know what? Jason's the kind of guy, he, he can be away from the table for a while and it doesn't take that much for him to get back into stroke. He's, you know, the, you see these lefties, these talented lefties, the same as Filler. I reckon Filler could put his queue away for two years. And come back and still shoot two hundred quite easily. He's back now. That kid is back now. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think Jason's too too worried. I don't think he's ever considered himself to be that kind of player that he has to be playing all the time. Like a Niels, for example, Niels has to be continually in action and playing and in tournaments to get himself into stroke. And when he gets there, he'll hold that for a long period of time and he'll be a complete beast. Jason gets there really quickly and he'll go down and up a little bit, depending, but. It doesn't take him much. Give him 20 minutes on the table and he'll be banging everything in again. I mean, I'm not worried about Jason. He'll go to Moscone Cup. He'll get he de- he delivers in big spots, man. Table. It'll be fine. Exactly. He knows exactly yeah. how to get himself ready. He knows how to get himself mm-hmm. ready in a short period of time. He started working now. He'll get to the event. He'll get on that Rasson table or the Predator table. I'm not sure which one they'll be using for the Moscone in the practice room. He'll get rid of. He'll get used to the slick balls, the conditions, and he'll be a monster again. And it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up snapping off another MVP because that's just the kind of player he is. Simple. I agree with yep. you. Well, I we still have one more major topic that I want to hit on. So uh, I, I guess the Moscone Cup is. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about or anything else they want to say? Pray for us. Oh, <laughs> I've seen a few comments on here now today about you know the races being being short and they're asking questions oh, man, about a bunch of bullshit, man. We've no, talked about that before that. on the show. That's more exciting. And uh I, I think that's just old news. I think the short races are fine. Yep. 
Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump topics, but first we are going to uh, run a, a a short little ad, a little manscape ad, <laughs> and I do have to make a little pitch here because we are halfway to our goal. If we get four more people to order the manscape lawnmower 4.0 in the next One, week, two, we get three. funding. <laughs> we get funding four. for this crappy podcast that eighty people are are watching right now. So four people. Well, here. We'll we'll catch you on the other side of the break. Well, guys, guess what? We get to do an awesome manscaped ad. I've been waiting for this. You are excited. I can I I'm telling you what, I it's like it's like a three-year-old on Christmas morning just wait just waiting for Pinoza to be able to talk about the lawnmower 4.0. And Melina <laughs> hasn't even smiled since we since he found out that we had to do this. So uh, how are you feeling, Melina? Mm. Mm. That's all I got. <laughs> mm. Jim, how are you feeling? I even prepared some before and after pictures that I'll uh, post later on. Yeah, we'll we'll post those to the uh, we'll post those really? to the, the just, up page. I just want to know what three year old on Christmas is using this. That's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm, not, I'm just talking I'm not, to a level I'm of not, excitement. I'm not sure. I'm not no. sure the child reference is really appropriate. <laughs> wow. yeah. Instantly kicked off. It's, yeah, exactly. That's, think, hey, you won't have I to just, do this again, Nate, because you just lost yeah. your sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> well, until we lose it, let's talk about it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you, as the viewer, can show your support for the Q It Up podcast by going to manscaped.com where you have the opportunity to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code QITUPPOD. You could get yourself an amazing lawnmower 4.0. And Jim says your balls will thank you. So how do we do this? What is the Manscaped 4.0? The Manscaped 4.0 is the best men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. There it is, Jim. Show it off. Check that Damn. out. Melina's mm. like, it's sweet. Mm. I promise the you, you could shave the hair off a balloon with this. <laughs> that's also true we, we tested it we have you we can't have the buy video. these kind of testimonials let me tell you no. <clears throat> the lawnmower awesome. 4.0 you heard that right the 4.0 join over 2 million men worldwide who trusted manscape with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code queue it up pod at manscaped.com and that is going to be right in the chat so check it out there and if we get a bunch of these you are going to be able to support us with actual funding for the podcast from manscaped so please take the opportunity awesome turn it on jim fly it across the screen loud and proud you didn't turn it on <laughs> oh you did turn it on there it goes look at that light look at that it's even got a light it's even got a light it's even got you can wow. you can so shave you can reach in dark the dark. Only places. functional. Yeah, mm. you can get to those dark and dirty places without light. <laughs> it's very good. 
you can uh, you can get everywhere you can get places you didn't even know you had with that flashlight <laughs> uh, i don't even know and there you go there's our ad go to manscaped.com and enter in code queue it up pod to get yourself 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping do it trim the hedges you ladies will thank you that never gets old just, yeah this show just took a, a dive, still, boys. Oh, we, got, we got Rob over still, here shaving his face. Still, still the highlight of my media career. Guys. <laughs> it's right what in the, the corner of your ear. Really nice. What did the what did the number of viewers you're supposed to? to put it? <laughs> Actually, you know what, to be honest? We, we we went down two viewers. That's it. Pretty good, huh? Nice. But they're off so, ordering. That's because they're all like, like, I, they're yeah, all like ordering yeah. it. Though, aren't they? <laughs> Those two people, you know, if we get four more people, we actually get real outside funding into the industry. So if you need yourself a, a nice us, shaver for something, <laughs> yes, don't, yes, we're going to get to, we need to get to four. So, oh, hey, don't, don't how lie. Much? You can't, you can't actually nick anything. Get out of here. So how much is one of these for people who buy it? I don't know. I think they're like 60 bucks or something like that, maybe. It's, it's right. worth every penny. It's four worth people, every penny. Four people buy it, I'll throw in a subscription to Billiards Digest. Oh, oh I'll buy one for that. Oh, this sweet is a deal. Sweetening the deal. Oh, 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 that's a good deal, deal, man. I'm We're in. We're talking now. I'm in. All right. And anybody, wow. and anybody else who does, I'll throw in. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be a new subscriber. No renewals. No, oh. he must have. He must have made. He must have made a fortune. He's. He must have made a yeah. fortune out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, away, perfect, that's, a, that's a perfect segue. Let's get into it. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the International Open first. Um, cool. Albin continues his streak. He's he's crushing it. Uh, he gets first place. He wins over Dennis Arcoyo. Uh, third, fourth goes to was it uh, Shane and uh, Didi, right? Yeah, Shane and Aranis. Yeah. Yep. yep. I sneezed. It was fantastic. I just found that Aranis play. It's only a matter of time before he snaps off a big one, I think. I agree with I that. Yeah. Aranis. If he's playing. Yeah. When he yeah. plays. If he's playing. Yeah. It's a matter of time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't want to spend too much time on the International Open. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing event, and we probably should give it way more justice than we are. But I want to talk about the Hall of Fame banquet because we have somebody here who is a voting member That's and you. the guy who runs the thing. <laughs> they were desperate, huh? I just they run were the desperate bank. for votes. I need a duck. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to get the right side, right? It's it's tough. All right. All right. So, Mike, uh, Mike, yeah, tell, no, us I'm about, yeah. tell us about the weekend. I'm sorry? Tell us about it. Come on. Let's hear oh, it. Well, no, the Hall of Fame banquet, you know, I, I say every year, it, it's the best it's the best night of the year because it's completely different than, you know, tournaments and interviewing people after tournaments and whatever. This is, you know, the history of the sport's important. You know, our sport has a lot of great history and, and we have to celebrate it more and we have to embrace it more and we have to you know, get it out there more. Um, when we do a, a video at the beginning of the Hall of Fame banquet that shows every Hall of Fame inductee over the years. You know, when you see these slides and these little videos pop up of of Moscone and, and 
Luther Lassiter and Fats and and you know Johnny Layton and guys like that, you start to realize what the history of your sport is. I mean, current players look at that stuff and it's you know it's it's really pretty cool. Um, and so this is an opportunity once a year to celebrate the players for what they've done and to pat them on the back and to put them on a stage and to clap for them and to, you know, and, and they, they approach it differently. It's, it's a big deal to them and it should be, I mean, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing. And so, you know, this year we inducted uh, Kelly Fisher, who was uh, the, the inductee from 2020 and Torsten Holman, who was the inductee from 2021 because last year we weren't able to have a banquet. And there were about 10 or 11 other Hall of Famers there to join the banquet. Uh, Nick Varner, Mike Massey, Gerda Hofstetter. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and it's just it's just a great opportunity because you see those people. I mean, look at that. Jeanette was there. That was the coolest thing. I absolutely fell apart like a baby introducing her when I introduced all the Hall of Famers who were there. So I apologize for that. But it was really uh, an emotional thing to see her come in there. And she was so excited to be there. Um, and these are just, you know, these are just legends in the sport. And and I love it when there's younger players, the aspiring players who are there in the crowd. I mean, Josh and Pia were there and Mario He and Max Lechner and Shane. And, you know, all these players are in there watching this banquet um, and it's got to be a cool thing for them to look up and it's kind of an aspirational thing and it's something you hope you can be in and you realize that you're part of history of, of a sport like that. Um, and, and the speeches this year were fantastic. Ralph Eckert introduced Torsten Holman and Allison Fisher introduced Kelly. Um, and the coolest thing about the night is that you get a side of these players that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, you don't get in a post-match interview. You don't get hanging around the bar. I mean, Torsten told stories about his upbringing that, you know, I've, I've known Torsten since 2003. I didn't know half of, you know, the things that he told about his background and, and the, the things he's overcome. Um, same with Kelly Fisher. And so, you you know, they're in this, this position where they're, they're just willing to be more outgoing and outspoken and – and talk a little bit more about themselves in ways that they don't normally do. And so all of that stuff put together to me makes it the best night of the year. It, it was a fantastic uh, event. And here yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about when you, Kelly when, Fisher you speech. when yeah. you say that Mike, that being around, just being around these types of uh, great historic uh, players is a, is a truly uh, uh Great experience. I, I I happened to have a chance about three weeks ago to be talking to and having breakfast with Frankie Torres, who was a champion three cushion billiard player from yeah. years ago, and and I asked him about his history and some of the players he met and played against. And when he told me a story about Willie Hoppy, it was one of the first three cushion tournaments he had ever played in in Illinois, and Willie Hoppy was there. And he played against him, and yeah. I was just I was just in awe, listening to his explanations of you know the kind of player he was and the person he was, and and wow, just to be around that, I'm I'm, I'm going to really make an effort next year uh, to come and be at that uh, banquet if I can, it just for fun. that just for that reason. 
Yeah, it was, it's, it's fantastic. It's a great night, like I said. And you get, you know, the younger players there watching the Hall of Famers or up on the stage and the Hall of Famers giving speeches and there's industry people there and there's just fans of the game there. Um, it just makes for a really, really great night. So what was your great, what was your uh, most fun memory from it? From this year's? Um, I think, you know, my favorite part, although I was a complete mess and disaster at it, was was getting to introduce Jeanette being there. Um, uh, knowing what she's been through. She, looking, she looked fantastic. You know, she she arrived there. You know, they kind of brought her in. She was in a wheelchair, and, and you know, she went up to her room and rested and whatever, and then she came down. And I was worried about how she was going to hold up to the banquet. She comes down. She's got this black skirt on and thigh-high patent leather black boots on. <laughs> it was like, all right, she's, she is always ready for action. And, uh, um, you know, she was, she was, she was terrific. She looked great. Um, and so that was, that, that was a highlight. And, and Torsten's speech was, was really, um, illuminating and fantastic and, and from the heart. And, uh, he talked about, you know, uh, having to see a shrink when he was a kid because he was so introverted, um, and you know, all the struggles he went through the emotionally, things like that. It was, um, it was really, it was really cool. And then to see Torsten, who's, you know, as prim and proper as they go, um, you know, Mike dropped the end of his speech by dropping an F-bomb was, was, was great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, it was, it was, yeah, the, the whole thing, the whole night's a highlight to me. I mean, it's just, it's just my favorite night of the year. Nice. Mexico wasn't worth it. <laughs> well, y'all got to be there. Yeah. You got a partner to go so with you next year, Nate, if you want to is go. It, is it only one player per year, Mike? Um, it's, it's usually one player in the greatest player category. Uh, there can be two players inducted in the same year in greatest player if they both receive more than 75. If they're both named on more than 75% of the ballots. But that's only happened once, and that's the year that Allison and Johnny uh, were eligible in the same year. Um, and so they just dominated everything. So uh, it's normally one a year. Usually there's a second inductee, whether it's meritorious service or uh, what we call a veterans committee, uh, you, know, um, you know, a player who turned 60 and kind of got, you know, was hadn't been elected yet and was off the ballot. And then we get a committee that looks at those names and says, is there someone on here that we missed? Um, so that's how Danny DiLiberto got in a few years ago and Jose Perica and whatever through the uh, Veterans Committee. You you posted a picture, Mike, just a few minutes ago. Of, there was eight people there, or 10 or whatever. Who, who was the fella in the upper left-hand corner, the second from the left? Next yeah, to uh, that's, Pat, that's Pat Fleming. Pat Fleming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great player in his own right, but was he was a meritorious service um, inductee for uh, Accustats for all his his uh, oh and the U.S. Work. Open, it, it, oh, sure. stats and rescuing the tournament, and yeah, yeah, all around oh. good guy. Did you want to go through everybody that's on here just in case? Well, uh, top left, you got Darren Appleton. Obviously, he was inducted just uh, in 2017. Uh, there was Pat Fleming. Mike Massey was also inducted in meritorious service uh, for his years as, as an entertainer on the road with trick shots, still did a trick shot show before this year's final. And he still, you know, has a stroke that everybody envies. Um, you know, Ralph's okay next to him. 
uh, Nick Varner, who was the longest tenured Hall of Famer there. I think he was inducted in 94. Uh, Gerda Hofstetter was inducted in 2018. She's in the top right and the bottom from left to right. You've got Allison Fisher, Kelly Fisher, Torsten Holman, and Jeanette Lee. It's a it's a decent it's a decent crowd for uh, pool legends, I guess. It, there's I guess. yeah, there's there's a few there's a few titles in that group. A bunch of promising up and comers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you're giving uh, time to the Hall of Fame, you know, to this discussion because it's you know it, obviously it's near and dear to me. Well, I so. particularly liked your story on Facebook also about talking to the gentleman on the street after you know a day later or whatever that you met at a bus stop or whatever and and this guy was kind of maybe like a little bit of a homeless fella or whatever and he knew the black widow and yeah, he sure did very he interested. i thought that was just a wonderful anecdote yeah yeah no it was it was cool it meant a lot to me too just you know having gone through that couple of days with jeanette and thinking mm-hmm. about the impact she's had on the sport and and her reach outside the sport and then I, yeah, I run into this guy at a bus stop and, you know, we get to talking about one thing or another. And next thing I mentioned in pool and he's mentioning the black widow. And then I showed him the photo that I took with the black widow and he was oh. all excited. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Most yeah, types of things happen. It is special. It is. Did I ever it's tell good. my TSA story with Jeanette Lee? I probably didn't. I was, uh, I was, so for one of her benefit tournaments down in uh, Jacksonville, uh, not Jacksonville, Tampa, I went down to help him with a stream on uh, on that side. Mika Eminen uh, ended up winning that tournament, and uh, I took a I took a set of balls down there just to get a couple signatures from the players who were there, and I got stopped going through. Uh, TSA <laughs> they don't they don't like sets of balls going through in a backpack, so I always get stopped whenever I have a set of pool balls in my backpack. And, you know, they're like, okay, well, you'll go on through. They swab every single one of them. Uh, they literally stop me, pull out every single one of the balls, swab every single ball individually, put it in this little thing. And, you know, on the way back, though, I got stopped again. And once they opened it up, they actually recognized Jeanette Lee's signature. Uh, and they're like, oh, this is this is the Black Widow, right? Uh, oh, you're good. Funny. Put the cat back on hand. That's what <laughs> set me on my way. <laughs> they didn't swab any of them. Just, they recognized her name, her signature. Yeah. And they're like, yep, this is real. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. First, yeah. The, the first TSA check probably took me 15 minutes by the time that they swapped every single one of the balls. And the second time they saw her name, they're just like, good, you're great. See you later. Thanks I ended up industry. hanging around for like another 15 minutes to tell them the story of, you know, <laughs> they were interested. They wanted to know. They actually wanted to hear the story of like how she's doing. And um, they didn't know that she had cancer, of course. I, I mean, I, I don't think that uh, right. is officially translated outside of the industry besides, you know, uh, I think um, what TMZ did a story on. Well, her, uh, Sports, Sports, Illustrated, Sports Illustrated did a fabulous story on her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, how many people really read the Sports Illustrated is, you know, it's, it's I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't read Sports <laughs> Illustrated for years. <laughs> well, the circulation is still over a million, so I would think that that's not bad. Oh, that's not I, bad. That's a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, I guess we uh, let's talk a little bit about. I guess the Bigfoot Challenge. It's uh, we haven't talked about that yet. I know uh, it was getting deep into it. Uh, Joshua Filler started this tear. I mean, he won the the fourteen point one, and then he won the Bigfoot Challenge. Uh, he didn't have the greatest finishing in the uh, the main event, but then he goes over to uh, Europe and continues his winning ways. But uh, I mean, 
Joshua Filler's playing strong. He beats Mika Eminen in the finals. Great to see Mika Eminen get in there for a, a great finish. That's awesome to see. That and is. Mika played Mika played well in the nine ball as well. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He finished. Uh, Mika ended up uh, fifth through eighth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's playing and, fantastic and, and costing me a lot of money along the way, too. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been. Yeah, don't bet against my boy. I don't, yeah, I don't we know feel sorry for you, Mike. And then I end up I end up just coughing it up, man. That guy's playing some phenomenal pool right now. Don't bet against it my don't boy. Matter, it, it don't matter what it is. Hey, listen, it don't listen, every round, every round I'm just peeling off. I'm just paying over and over again. <laughs> He's playing fantastic though. And I'm whenever we interviewed Mika like months ago, this is probably like four or five months ago when he was talking about coming back and playing pool again. And I said, you got another run in you, like another world championship run in you. And like, without even hesitation, he said, Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he's proven, he's proven it, man. That guy, I mean, like he, he still has some incredible, incredible firepower. Hats off to him, man. Well, I told the story one time about being in a pool hall in Vegas and I'm across the entire room of this pool hall and I can hear, these balls hitting the back of the pockets on another table, like, you know, 60, 70 yards away with all kinds of tables in between. And I couldn't take it. I had to go see who it was. And it was, it was the Las Vegas Q club and Mika Eminen was practicing firing balls into the pockets. <laughs> so I, I, it just, it don't matter what game, because even in one pocket, man, he can just run eight now. I mean, he's just his his pocketing ability is just so so strong, and um, his decision making those little little off sometimes because he thinks he can go and make everything. That if if, if I'm gonna go and knock any aspect of his game, but man, is he still exciting to watch? I mean, his break is just power. I mean, just soul game is just nothing but power, man. He's just to still be still be killing the field the way that that he's doing. It's it, it's exciting, man. Yeah, it is. So, uh, I guess uh, going to the the Euro Tour, Francisco Sanchez Ruiz wins that. I don't have the results pulled up for that. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of do, but it's a just really, really bad flow chart that is just not a great thing. Uh, let me try this one. <laughs> I read a comment on here that somebody made about that Poland could make up a team that could compete with the USA in the Moscone Cup. They can. It's true. Yeah. Poland's got the deepest. Yeah, they, they're, they're probably the deepest Vic, country in Europe Zelensky, as far as Czech, but they don't Conrad, have a they don't have a number Zelensky. one guy. Oh, they've got no, like they've got five true. number twos. Yeah, that's not, not the superstar. Okay, that's not true. You watch Victor Zelensky play, and you tell me he's not a number one. <laughs> he might he might not have the major title yet, but that dude is a number well, that's one. That's I mean, they all get they all get five through eight, and and or you know reach the top four. Just haven't crossed the finish line much yet. Sure, uh, but all huge talents, huge Victor talents. Right. Is, that dude is a beast. Like he's, yeah. he is, and he'll be a number one as soon as he wins a tournament. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. He's a he's a number one talent right now, though. All right, so uh, I, I guess I have this up. I don't even, to be honest, Ruiz is one of those know. guys. He he's he kind of he kind of. He's he's on that European B team that's just an afterthought sometimes, but really he's a number one. Ruiz is a, is just a, a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal yeah. player. I, I've been saying it for years. I think he's been playing better than than um, than David, and it's no knock on David. It's just because they're partners, and David gets invited, and he's got world pool master victories and all that. He doesn't get invited to the party, kind of like uh, uh, Lechner in a sense. You know, he, he's not going to get on that 
World Cup of Pool because of Albin and, and Mario's successes over the years. But, well, I tell you, man, Europe, Europe's B team, I'd go and fire on them against Europe's A team. I'll give you that because they can they can go and get there, every single one of those guys. Okay, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you – so I'm going to go over the results of this in a second. But I'm going to give you the last – because I don't want to go any deeper than this because I'm lazy. I'm going to give you – these are the last matches that uh, Sanchez Ruiz played in this. 9-4 win. All right, so 9-4 win, and then he goes his next match and plays in the final 32, 9-5. The next match, 9-4. The next match, 9-0. The next match, 9-4. The finals match, 9-5. Nobody even got to six against him. <laughs> That's pretty strong. And he's not like he's – like so he beat, uh, I don't need Aleska Pesej. With a P. Yeah, he plays yeah, good. Pesej. I, I, to be honest, it's the first time I think I've ever seen his name. I mean, obviously he plays good. He got to the final of a, but he beat Mark Besterbosch, uh in the semifinals and the quarterfinals. He beat uh, Yemnik Pongers. I, again, I've never seen that name. I don't even know who any of these people are. Yeah, you're not dazzling me with the lineup. <laughs> oh, I don't even know who any of these people are. Frank Candela. Uh, Frank Candela is an Italian. Italian monster. You killed the momentum, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should have just uh, stuck with the scores, buddy. Be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, fair. Uh, that's, that's fair. Um, no, but he's been but doing I, it since the internet, the yeah, first yeah. international open years ago, man. I remember I was sitting there watching him play Copenhagen when Co was just on, on top of the mountain. And I think he beat him something like nine to two or something. I mean, he it, had was, a great it was run really. That year. He had a great. Run. Yeah, it, <clears throat> and he's just Europe's just so deep, man. And and he uh he may not be the most fundamentally sound, but he just he he doesn't make very many mistakes. That's the thing about yeah. Reese. You know. So then uh, I guess uh, moving on to the uh, the European Championships, which are, which are going on right now, the only event that is completed at this point is the fourteen point one. Which I got to give a huge shout out to Ina Copeland because she snapped off the women's side, which is awesome. Uh, she's been a big friend of the podcast since the virtual events, and she's really cool and really awesome. So congratulations to Ina. And Fedor wins the uh, the men's side, uh, probably kicking himself in the butt for being basically two weeks late on getting back into the winner's circle. He needed this three oh, weeks no. ago to... To get into that it's Moscone tough. Cup, did. yeah, he was the first guy oh. out. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, unless there's anything else that you guys want to talk about right away, uh, I comment. Go on. Uh, uh, about commentators. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And I had an opportunity, to, and there was a fellow named who was commentating uh, with, I believe, Joey Ryan at the time. And I seriously haven't enjoyed listening to more in my life than, uh, because more than about that. play, much more than about the play. You, have a, you had a guy on that commentary that was telling us about the people who were playing the game, not necessarily how they were playing or what the shots were or what we can all see visibly, but much more. My, 
insider information about the personalities and the players in their lives. And I just, I was thrilled to death, Mike, with your commentary about that. I thought it was just, it was unique and it was delicious. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I just, I try to be, I try to be me and, and I'm fine until, until Joey comes on and tells me how many people are li- are watching. And then, <laughs> but other than that, it's kind of like in here. Other than that, it's just us four, you know? So I just enjoy the banter and cutting up with you guys and, yeah. and talking about pool, whether it's current events or the history of it, like the hall of fame. Yeah. No matter what it is, man, I'm just I'm just a sucker for all things pool. And well, I, don't stop I, doing I really it. Just right? enjoy it. Don't stop. Thanks. Next opportunity you have, jump in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Guess I'm gonna have to start listening. What the hell? <laughs> but he adds, you know, you got the commentators <laughs> that tell you the play-by-play in baseball, but then you have the color guy. Right? I I I watch baseball with the sound off at all times. Oh, you do. <laughs> Do you really, Mike? Absolutely. Man. Oh man, you miss. I like. I'm a big Joe Buck fan. Uh, I like. I like John Smoltz a lot. I do like John Smoltz. A oh lot. yeah, I think he's phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. In Chicago colors guy in there. In and Chicago, we've got Steve Stone, who also does just a phenomenal job. But um, but overall, a lot of times the play by play guys, the play by play guys annoy the hell out of me, and so I usually just turn the sound off. And, <laughs> no, uh, you can't. Bob Euchre annoys you. Yes, he I does. Can. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. Oh. <sighs> but I will listen to you, Mike, because you got things to say. I appreciate it, man. I'm just yeah, I'm just being me. Yeah, yeah. I, it was fun so, for me to watch that pool. I just had fun because of you. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, hopefully we're gonna do it again soon. We're gonna try to make it out to uh, BCA again in March. So we'll okay, see how that goes. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What about Derby? Yeah, no, for sure, Derby. But they got their own, you know, their right. own deal, you know. Set yeah, but up, you but, can do, you um, can do, a, you can do a sidecast there. I mean, the more the merrier. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. It's kind of hard. I, I don't want to like step on any toes, you know. But yeah, we had a fun time with it, and there's plenty of of matches that people want to go and watch and and see. So any way that we can go and and help add to it, you know. Oh, that was cool. Got going the on. For sure. Yeah. Being able not just to watch the main events that were being broadcast, but the side streams. Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. Sure. We're, we're just trying to add to it, you know, so we appreciate that. Cool. Nate, we can't hear you, buddy. You're muted, Nate. Your mic again. This I'm going like to press this button. I tried to press that button like 18 are. times. I couldn't even hit it. Uh, so I guess that's going to wrap this up. Uh, the only thing I want to say is in, in, in good time, we are going to all rally together as the Cue It Up Network, and we are going to get Robert Hovec into the Wisconsin Billiards Hall of Fame next year. Oh. It's going to happen. Do it. And then Mike Pinozo can come and uh, introduce you. Uh, there we go. I, I don't know if I'd be qualified for that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, no, that would be cool. I saw the lineup this year; it was really it was great. I'm I'm sorry I didn't get up there for that because there were a lot of good old friends in that group. Oh, and, uh, sure. Um, I, well, I think the the national one is Mark Wilson made it into the Wisconsin. Not many people know, but he actually is a Wisconsin guy. He grew up yeah. uh, he grew up in oh. Madison, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, Mark first Wilson time I be, played Mark Wilson, I was sixteen. And I drove eight hours to Madison just to play him. At Cunique? Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, I missed that. I don't want to tell you what the score was, what I lost. (laughs) 
You quit enough, on him? Enough, enough that you had to sell your car to get home. Well, I was broke <laughs> when I went home, but I had enough to buy gas, but gas was only 40 cents a gallon. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's oh, Mark Wilson. What was he? A Moscone Cup captain for four years? Five he made years? The- he made the first winning nine ball in the very first Moscone Cup, and he also, yeah, and he also oh. played. He also played in the the Moscone Cup as well. Yeah. So a uh, pretty famous player, I would say. Uh, him, maybe the most, maybe the most, uh, maybe short of Tyler now, but he's probably the most well known Wisconsin professional player. Him or uh, maybe Larry Neville. Larry's got to be. Uh... Uh, yeah. I think, I'd I say think, Mark. I think Mark's, I th- I Mark, think Mark's Mark, got him comfortably. Sure. I think Tyler probably surpasses both of them now, but it's probably just because of social media allowing for the the traveling of news a little bit more. But I, I yeah, that could be a recency bias thing too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't no. know. Willie Munson, see the well that no, nationally. No. I'd say not. nationally. I'd say nationally the most well known guy to come out of Wisconsin is Jerry Bryseth. But uh, you know, yeah. I, oh for sure, I would agree with that. <clears throat> right. Wait, you wouldn't you wouldn't say the queued up network? Uh, you, you're catching up. You're nipping at his heels. You're nipping at his heels. No, Nate Congratulations to Tyler, though. I wanted to send to you know. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah. he's he, he 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 he's worked his ass off all year long. You know, so hard work does pay off. And I know at times he's gotten discouraged over the like the off the table pool stuff when it comes to the selection process. So for him to go and get back on the team after just grinding the, you know, the last six months plus um, congratulations, buddy. Yep. Yep. And now let's uh, work on getting Oscar on. Yeah. 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 Have, Mike, have you, oh. uh, Mike have, have you uh, got any wind of other States in the country that are starting their own state uh, hall of fame? Uh, well, Arizona's had a hall of fame for years. Okay. No, yeah. not for years. They've had it for well. I, I mean, I guess it depends what you consider years. I think they've had it for three. They started uh, after they... we did. No, they started after we did. They, oh, did they? so okay. Mike Howerton actually came to John Kramer, who started the Wisconsin one, to help them set up Arizona. They oh, okay. were after us. Yeah, they I thought they were around longer, but um, no. yeah, no, I, I don't know. Okay, tell you the truth, don't know. Yep, I yeah. As far as I know, it's just Wisconsin and Arizona. Okay. I've heard rumors that Minnesota was going to try to put one together, and I also heard rumors that uh, New York and Oklahoma had intentions to, but it's a big project, and it's it's very easy to have that fail. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I hear somebody in Molina Mike's trying to get some. I hear a baby out. crying. <laughs> yeah, my daughter. Yeah. My daughter's had that, enough. She's over. Is that Dominic? <laughs> is that Dominic? Yeah, it's about time for her nap. So I'm going to have to run, boys. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's, a, that's a good way to wrap this up. All right. Uh, congratulations, yeah. Tyler, one more time. Let's go, Oscar. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next week. See you, gentlemen. Nice see to see you all. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to contribute to the future content that will be made, consider joining the podcast's Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash queue it up. Becoming a Patreon of the podcast will help to create all of the future content that the podcast will have. Special shout out to Dave Peters, Aaron Taylor, Pete Silsby, Morgan Lupton, 
Ben Young, Robert Miller, Andy Morse, and Bill Pelham for your generous contributions to the podcast's Patreon. If you ever need any more information on what the Patreon system is or how you can contribute outside of the Patreon, please reach out to the podcast or Nate himself. If you would like to contribute to the podcast for free, consider sharing any podcasts or the podcast page on Facebook itself. Also, leaving a review and a rating if you listen through iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode of the Cue It Up podcast.